Hey everyone, it's Julia, um, and me, I'm Nisha Umpakash, yeah. roommate, former roommate of, of Julia, and lover of this podcast. Oh my god, um, yeah, so this is our second time recording, <laughs> because we had trouble uh, the first time, but... It's still going to be authentic. Um, so yeah. hopefully that will be okay. Um, yeah. You, <laughs> when I started this podcast on the first episode, you texted me and you were like, you passed the test <laughs> or something. Yeah. You I said, you're a real podcast in my brain now because I've worked out while listening. Yeah, that's how you know you're a real podcast is when people are working out listening to it. Yeah, I'm so honored. And look at us now. Now you're gonna you're gonna work out and listen to yourself. So it's gonna be so crazy. Yeah. Um. How are you today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm good. I'm a little less nervous than I was maybe the first time, Aww. which is, is good, I think. Yeah, I'm also less, less nervous. I mean, I wasn't nervous in the, in the first time, but, like, I'm even more chill, you know. Okay, let's see. How should we, how should we begin? Do you want to talk maybe about how we met? Yeah, Nisha... I've told this story kind of in my advice episode, but um, not really the Nisha part of it. So um, when my roommate moved out like halfway through the school year, you moved in. And the first thing, one of the first few things that I said to you was, I'm a lesbian. (laughs) Isn't that cool? (laughs) And (laughs) yeah. And, um, uh, when you said that you were really nervous and like, yeah, timid <laughs> and was like, is that okay? <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, of course, um, of course it's okay. And also like, like, I don't know how that would have like affected, like, there's no way that that affects like me, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, Yeah. But, I mean, obviously, if you're, like, homophobic, then, like, maybe it does affect you. But I don't know. I don't know how those brains work. I was, like, kind of worried because I had, in the past, with with previous roommates I had had, I had kind of beaten around the bush or waited a few weeks before casually mentioning I'm going to a QSA meeting, which is Queer Student Alliance for those of you who don't know the hip lingo. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I I had tried beating around the bush and basically what that leads to is weeks of anxiety, wondering whether or not this person that you're living with is vaguely homophobic or not. So with you, I was like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say it and then if there's a problem at least it's out in the open we can talk about it we can work through it but there never was yay and yeah. um so like 
part of the reason uh, you chose the seventh floor of Centennial Halls <laughs> was because like you had friends there and uh, all of them were also in QSA. And I remember it was really cute because like you would be hanging out with them or they would be in our room or something. And then you guys would be like, oh, it's when I think it was Wednesday. I don't know if it was Wednesday. It like, was. Oh, it's Wednesday, Wednesday. 7 p.m. or whatever. Like, bye. <laughs> like, I was like, where are you going? <laughs> you were like, we're going to QSA. And I was like, oh, nice. Um, that was something else. Oh, my God. You, <laughs> you always would say bye to me <laughs> every single time you left. I'm not just going to not acknowledge my, my certain absence. But, like, yeah. I feel like you would do that when you were going to the bathroom, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> you would just do it all the time. Yeah, I think if we were having a conversation, then for sure. Yeah. So I had just moved in, and I was already friends with a couple of the queer folk on the floor. And that was really helpful, I think, for you, because it gave you a roommate with connections, yeah, I, like, had no friends. I was, like, so sad. <laughs> and you, like, really came through for me. <laughs> I'm glad I could be there for you. Yeah, honestly, like, that was, like, the only way I really made it through that year. Like, if I hadn't gotten a new roommate, I, like, absolutely would not have been able to come back. Sad. But I'm I'm glad you did. I'm yeah. glad you could make it through the year. Thanks. You too. <laughs> But you got to leave, Julia. Wait, do you, do you still feel like you want to leave? I I would like to be done with college. Oh, that's all. Too. Yeah. 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 It sucks. It's cool to learn, though. Mm-hmm. Being graded on it is less cool. Yeah. Although, like, for me, it's, like, different. Because, like, yours is so, like, technical. Nisha is a comp sci major. But, like, for me, it's, like, communication and culture. It's, like writing reflections and stuff and like being like oh here's a time in the media when there was police brutality so nisha would always you you and like everyone would always be like julia you like (laughs) you look like you you have wait okay you have a nose ring bangs and you have like you wear accessories like and that means that you come off as like bisexual or something and I was like, you I have the have bisexual bob. I just have accessories <laughs> and a haircut. And boobs on your wall and oh, yeah, boobs yeah. on your body. A, a boob tattoo, not just the boobs yeah. that you possess. Right. All of these contributed to the gay vibe that I got from Julia. Or I realized that maybe you're straight. <laughs> Those vibes may have helped us connect. I feel like we're really different, but we're also like really similar. Like, our sense of humor is, like, really similar. Yeah. <laughs> and we both like oatmeal. Yeah. Both like a good vegan cheese. Ooh, yeah. And um, those hot dogs, those vegan hot dogs. Mmm, a smart dog. Ugh. But Julia is one of the straightest people I know. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, um, like, like, there's not, like, tons of people that you, like, would be gay for. You're just a straight person who's yeah. very accepting of, of yeah. gays. I, we, one time we were at, 
this um, QSA meeting. Was it a QSA meeting or was it like an event? I don't know. But like I was there. So I met a workshop. Big, yeah, workshop. And yes. there's this person there. I don't even, I don't remember what like we actually were talking about, but this person was like talking about like what, what does like allyship, like a good ally like look like? And, and everyone was like, Julia is a really good ally. And I was like, oh my God, like this is the highest honor I could ever receive. Like not just Nisha, not just like a wrath or someone, but like everyone is like, yeah, like Julia is good. That yeah. My self-esteem and my ego. I'm glad to hype up a good ally. Do you want to talk about how you came to be so cool about about gay people? Like, what element in your upbringing contributed to that? Um, growing up, I, as a um, cisgender, heterosexual, white woman girl... I had an Irish Catholic mother and a Jewish father, but I was raised Catholic, but in a pretty liberal church. Like, I think like the, one of the dudes who worked in the rectory was gay and like, but like also was my mom's like really good friend. So like, I grew up with that. Like that was like normal to me. And um, yeah, like, I don't know. My parents were just like cool with it, I guess. And I remember one time I was in the car and my mom was like, one day you'll get it when you have a husband or a wife or whatever, whoever. And I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so like, obviously, I mean, I wonder, I think like a lot of parents like say that they're okay with like gay people, but then like when their child comes out to them, they might like not be, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like I've definitely yeah. noticed that. Um, or like the same with like race or something like, that type of thing like people are like oh I'm cool with like black people and then like they're not <laughs> but um yeah. yeah like from what I can tell my parents are cool with gay people so that definitely like influenced how I thought about that kind of I mean I didn't think about that kind of stuff but like at least I didn't think about that kind of stuff in a negative way I guess hmm. I had a slightly different belief system as a child and that was that I thought everyone was into women because they're so cute and <laughs> and <laughs> and also like it's it's way more acceptable to talk about women being attractive than men being attractive. The sexualization of women I think has led to it being more okay for women to explore their sexualities and talk about other girls as being attractive without much pushback. And all of that in my child brain meant that everyone liked women. <laughs> I, I truly thought that the only reason why I didn't see... Um, why I didn't see gay married couples was because most women chose to be with men because of the patriarchy so that they could tie themselves to someone with a little bit of 
societal and monetary power. So I thought everyone in a straight relationship was basically either a sugar baby or a sugar daddy or a gold digger in my head. Society didn't do much to prove me wrong on that. (laughs) Yeah. Until one day on the playground in the sixth grade, someone went around and was like, I need to see everyone's hands. And he looked at whether or not my ring finger was longer than my pointer finger. And I was the only girl in the class who had a ring finger that was longer than her pointer finger. And according to him, and probably the kids in the grade above us or something, that meant that I'm gay. Were you, do you know now if you're, if like you're the only one? I haven't kept in touch with everyone from my sixth grade life. But that would be interesting to check on. Yeah. I don't know. But, but about the ring finger thing, oh. there is a positive correlation of having a ring finger that's longer than your pointer finger is correlated with being gay if you were assigned female at birth. So I was like, why is it a bad thing? I thought everyone was into girls. Maybe that's not the case. (laughs) It wasn't even really made out to be a bad thing in my mind. Even after that incident on the playground. But I realized that maybe there are straight women in the world. Which is not a thing that I thought there were before. (laughs) Yeah, but as far as my family i i can't really think of any queer people that i got to meet did you like tell like your friends and stuff when, wait did you did you like come out to your friends at all like in in like high school i i initially i've now i've had many labels right for my sexuality and romantic orientation I think I've had like four or five over the years. Whoa. Before now where I'm, I think, settled on by woman, cis woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for a while I thought I was asexual and then realized, no, maybe <laughs> I am not asexual and am in fact bi and then I went back to lesbian and now I am back to bi that's a lot but that's cool I know sexuality is fluid yeah you don't have to know what's going on when you're 14 it's all fine do things that make you feel good yeah um my one of my sweet mates from this year came Mm -hmm. um, lives in uh like middle of Pennsylvania and um like she like could not come out to her or like to anyone um, in high school. Cause it's like really s- super conservative. And like, she was just like, I'll wait <laughs> to like talk about that stuff. That's like crazy to think about. I feel yeah. like, I mean, yeah. Like, I don't know about your, what your like high school was like or anything, but um, mine was like really, really liberal. So it's like weird to think about. Mine yeah. was pretty liberal too. I actually, was like the president of my GSA is what we called it. Really? Oh, for some reason I was like, oh, the, like the class president. <laughs> no, not quite. But um, yeah. Oh, so I was I was 
pretty out at my school. Yeah. Like teachers and kids who I didn't even really know, but they knew that I was the gay president Mm -hmm. club. Earlier we talked a little bit, a little bit about um, like switching labels. Yeah. So from earlier on in the podcasts, I, I did tell Julia that I was a lesbian when I moved in, <laughs> but <laughs> throughout the course of us living together, I also happened to realize that I do like men. So when I came out to Julia as, as bi, she was very chill about me being bi as a concept. I think the reality of me being bi with people was like surprising to you, but in the same way that it would be surprising if I had dated a gal friend of yours. Yeah. 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 Like the particular (sighs) sequence of events that happened when I was out of town and (laughs) like (laughs) blew my mind. Um, like, not the fact that whatever happened was with a man, but just that it happened and that we were friends. Um, yeah. And then I came back and then everything was a secret. <laughs> and I couldn't <laughs> tell anyone, but you, like, told me this, like, two-hour-long story time about it. Um, that was a lot, but... Emotional. <laughs> that was emotional, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm glad that that happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so Julia is a really great gay ally, and I am here on this podcast, basically, it's a, this is an undercover operation, Yes, just to hype up Julia Newcorn as a really great gay ally, and maybe create more Julia Newcorns out in the world. Yeah, you better clone me. <laughs> <laughs> Would you have sex with your clone? Yes. Me too. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, I mean, if someone wouldn't want to, that's weird. Um, I th- I think we're the minority here. No, I don't think we are. I'll do a, I'll I'll do a poll on on my Instagram. We'll see. Okay. I mean, small sample size, but um, I would love to know. Everyone, would you have sex with your clone? Comment below on SoundCloud right now. <laughs> Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm nice is basically what this is all about. But also Nisha is nice, too. (laughs) Cool. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I think there's a lot of really simple things that allies can do that make a really big difference in, in how you come across to people who need an ally, whether that be in a race way or in a gay way or in a language barrier kind of way or whatever, any kind of ally. I think these are some good skills. I think, first of all, you're, you were really open-minded. I never had to wonder whether certain parts of me would be accepted by you. That was always a thing I could count on. And I think you've always been really 
interested in learning more about people who live differently than you, you ask questions and have a real passion for learning the answers to them. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I think Julia's one of the best listeners. Like if you have a story or if you want someone to understand your point of view a little better on something, go to Julia. She'll accept you for who you are and try to understand you better through what you say. Yeah. Which I think is a large part of the acceptance part of being an ally. And I think also it doesn't phase you in any way to have a lot of queer friends. At least when we were living together, I think a large percentage of your friends were queer or trans, like something, you know, they weren't straight cis people. Yeah. And I don't think you minded that at all. I think you were quite glad to have fun people in your life, whether they be straight or gay, you know? Yeah. Like also another part of being a good ally, like what, like what you were saying is like, um, like obviously being open, but like not like considering someone's sexuality or gender identity as their like entire like personality. And um, like in media, I I can't think of any names of movies, (laughs) but there's like when they're like gay people in media or like just queer people in general in media, like they're always like that's their entire like thing. Even in like quote unquote, like, inclusive I don't know like progressive like new like those new like Netflix like 10 episode like series even in those like they still kind of do that they're doing better like have you seen um the half of it I haven't but I've heard about it it's good because it's like it's like she's into women but like it's not like what it's about and it's not like it's not a big deal you know it's just like another like random like part of her it's like still important to her but it's not yeah, it's not like showcased. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just think it's important to not view someone's sexuality or gender or like race or something as like their entire thing. That's like just the problem that like people have, like, <laughs> you know, it's fucked up. Yeah. I think you do a really good job of being excited about the people that you're around. Yeah. Without much care for things that other people might care about, yeah. but you don't seem to. You are curious. And I think that that's an interesting thing to ask for in an ally, but I think it makes sense too, because obviously you're an ally. You, you can't really like relate to a ton of (laughs) queer experiences. I'm looking at my notes. (laughs) I still don't have notes. (laughs) What did you ask me last time? You had a really good question. You asked if I feel safe in the political climate that we're in right now. Yeah. So how do you feel about the political climate and your safety? (laughs) I think I have a lot of privilege. I am a queer person walking around hoping for rights, but I'm also a bi person who is cis, who's also 
dating a man and could walk down the street holding his hand without anyone looking at us the wrong way, you know? Yeah. So I'm really aware of my privilege in that regard and my cisness. <laughs> that's a word. My cisgenderness. It seems like trans people are a lot more under attack than the rest of the queer community right now. So I don't personally feel super unsafe, but I do think the whole country loses out when people aren't allowed to be themselves as openly as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I also, it's like weird to think about that kind of stuff because I have a shit ton of privilege too. It's, it's such a strange question to ask yourself, like, do I feel safe? Because like, I, like, I feel like, like safe, like my parents are employed and I'm like not under attack. Like I can like go out and like wear whatever I want, like pretty much. And I can like say whatever. Yeah. I I mean like directly, like I'm not scared and it's like weird. Like I feel, I definitely feel like a lot of guilt because of that. (laughs) Then it's like, like sometimes it feels like being guilty is being selfish just thinking about myself even more. I don't know. Mm. Something to uh, bring into therapy next time I get a therapist. <laughs> I I can relate to that a little bit. I'm, for those of you listening and not able to look at me, I'm an Indian lady. They're all listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyone <laughs> who can see you. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, um, I'm an Indian. And I think as an Asian in the United States, there's, I'm, I'm still a person of color and there's still a lot of ways in which I get discriminated against, but I also know that I have it a lot easier than a lot of other minority groups. Yeah. It's, it's a weird thing to balance when there's this level of privilege that I have, but there's also struggles that I'm going to have that aren't reflected in other groups that quote-unquote like like have it worse you know Mm -hmm. have a harder time with like getting treated the way that they deserve to be yeah so I know what you mean to feel a little bit guilty yeah and then feel selfish for feeling guilty because then you're thinking about yourself even more (laughs) instead of what you can do for other groups to lift them up yeah even like even though I am a person of color, I try to be an ally to other minority, other racial minorities. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah, and speaking of that, being your roommate was fun because you would just sprinkle in fun facts about like India or like the things that you were like taught how to do or like the like like trinkets and stuff. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. My uh, phone background to this day is, uh, is a picture of Julia wearing some jumkas and a sweatshirt. Yeah, like a Cubs hoodie. <laughs> jumkas are kind of a bell-shaped earring that that is commonly worn in India. Also, it wasn't cultural appropriation. It sounds like it was cultural appropriation by the way we described it, but I don't think it was. I think it was just you putting stuff on me. <laughs> yeah. I I made her put the earrings on and take the photo. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
But after she learned about their cultural significance also. Yeah. So you know what they like symbolize and represent and stuff. Mm -hmm. Actually, I I don't like really know. But maybe I knew. A fun shape. Is that that it? It's not that complicated. No one's going to be like mad at you for wearing Jumkas. Right, right. Okay. (laughs) Um, I don't think so. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, like you would just say things like I would learn about geography. My experience my freshman year of college was that I had three different roommates, all of whom were white. Crazy. And I think that's really interesting to juxtapose next to your experience, which is having two roommates, both of whom were Indian. Right. Yeah. So weird. And it was like cool, like talking to both of you guys. Cause um pretty sure you guys are from different like parts of India, right? Yeah. Like really, really different. Yeah. She's so- North Indian of some sort, I think. And I'm pretty dang South Indian. Right. So like just like talking to you guys and like I don't know, the ways that her family like I don't know, value certain things versus how your family values certain things. And, like, religion, too. Um, yeah. Because they're, they're Christian, and mm-hmm. you guys are not. You're Hindu? I or was raised not? Hindu, but I'm not... You're not? Really... No. I wouldn't really call myself a Hindu now. Right. Yeah. But even that, like... Yeah. yeah. A huge difference. I'm One also- of my favorite things that I got to show you was masala oats. Oh, I think about those all the time. Oh my God. You have to find an Indian grocery store near you. I'm sure that there is one. Yeah. But yeah. you got to find it. There's a, go a, in and yeah. ask for masala oats. Okay. I'll do that. Yeah. I'm really excited. But they're delicious. And honestly, a thing that I was nervous about, even maybe a couple of months into living with you was like having food that smells like curry. (laughs) But it's such a good smell. And then you put it in the microwave and then it smells like curry and it's good. (laughs) I was so nervous about it. And Julia was so like excited by the smell of my Indian food in our microwave (laughs) that I was almost like, I was like, I should have been doing this this whole time. Why did I wait until now? Yeah, cool, it's cool, cool times back in Denver. White as shit school. So everyone has their like niche genre of YouTube videos or like movies or books or something that they that they consume. Mine is I guess ASMR is pretty mainstream but along with ASMR um backpacking logistical videos (laughs) what are what's yours (laughs) mine is probably herpetology care videos oh my god herpetology is the care and study of snakes I love snakes I think that they're such a great pet especially if you're in an apartment or you don't have a ton of time to dedicate to a pet. And they're also just really cute and sweet. And 
they're fun and they're little danger noodles. Oh my God, that's so cute. Isn't it? (laughs) They're so cute. You can remove the danger if you want. Really? Danger, like some of them are not venomous at all. And the only, and especially if you get a rear fanged species, you're fine. They can't even really bite you unless they gnaw on you and they have to work a little harder to get there. Oh. Yeah. That's a fun There's time. a ton of really great, really easy, kid-friendly even snakes that are out there. And also a bunch of higher level, more involved, more diverse diets or um, requirements about heating. And there's just so much, there's such a wealth of information and... <sighs> All of it is done in service of these cute little things that don't have arms or legs. And I think they're so cute and important and I love them. And that is my like YouTube rabbit hole that I'll fall down (laughs) again and again. I don't have any particular like feelings towards snakes, (laughs) but I think that's why that makes your thing so, so good. Is because you're ambivalent about them and I'm so passionate. Yeah, like, you know, like, I love hearing people talk about things that they're passionate about. Me too. Like, you and your ASMR. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can't relate, but I'm so glad you enjoy it. I've listened to ASMR every single night to get to sleep for the past, like, three years straight. Like, the only nights that I haven't listened to ASMR was when I was one time I was like, or I think two times when I was like way too high and like <laughs> my, my ceiling in my dorm room in, in New York is like popcorn ceiling. And so when I'm really high, mm-hmm. it swirls around. So oh, yeah. Fun. And that's when I can't listen to ASMR because <laughs> it's just too much, like it's too much things happening to me. So yes, um, that was the episode. <laughs> yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Um, I hope that you got something from it and I don't know, learn something new and um, appreciate Nisha as much as I do. That's hard because I appreciate you very, very much. Um, Nisha, would you like to plug your social media? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm at N-I-S-H-A-O-M-P or Nisha Omp. Uh, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Your Twitter is so funny. So, (laughs) um, like some of my friends who don't even know you follow you. So that's how you know you've made it in the industry. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, follow her on there and also me on there on <laughs> twitter juji for you j-u-j-i the number four y-o-u and instagram and tiktok old kerm o-l-d-k-e-r-m did i ever tell you why it's old kerm mm-hmm. no i've been wondering this whole time okay i'll tell you and everyone so my last name is new corn opposite of that is old corn and then you make it sound funky Mm. Kerm. Old Kerm. Kerm. 
<laughs> I, I, see it. I see it. Yeah. I thought so, it was about Kermit the Frog. <laughs> no, I know nothing about Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I've never seen the Muppets. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's funny. Yeah. So... I'm different and quirky. My sister always makes fun of me. She's like, I'm Julia. I'm quirky. I'm vegetarian. I'm like, okay, like, but I'm not like that. <laughs> um, maybe I am. I'm also kind of a quirky vegetarian. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are. So, so there. Yeah. So it's a pretty cool group. True. So... I hope everyone has a scrumptious Saturday, a a mountainous Monday, (laughs) a great day. Um, (laughs) Make sure to like this, you know, give some comments, share it with your mom. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, it'd be really, 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 really nice if you could rate this podcast and also like leave some reviews let me know what you want to hear let me know what you think also follow me on spotify if you're listening from there yeah uh thank you so much thanks for having me on bye goodbye